0: I'm here with Shiraj Talang, Art Director at Moonactive. And we're going to talk about tips on how to break into the game art industry. So I wanted to start with, uh, first of all, say welcome, Shiraj here.
1: Thanks a lot, Nicholas. It's great to be here. What
0: inspired you initially to follow your path and become a game artist?
1: So I had a really long um, career where I changed from one role to different uh, roles eventually until I uh, went into games. I was very passionate about political cartooning when I was in school and I started to even work for some newspapers. Afterwards, I moved to Delhi where I was hired at a book publishing company where they needed some illustrators and I made book illustration for children books. And I got curious about animation and I learned a bit of animation by joining an animation school and also um, learning some softwares on my own self. So I worked a bit for classical animation and also paperless animation using Toon Boom and uh, other software programs that were uh, quite popular those days and this brought me to Flash and I started also getting familiar with Flash and ActionScript and making some Flash games and slowly from Flash games it became more into uh, mobile games and casino games and slot games and Uh, console games and um, therefore I like finally went into working for games on a long-term basis from then.
0: Could you give us an overview of your background in games as
1: well? My big break was when I joined Lakshya Digital which is a really big uh, gaming company in India and they have about 500-600 game artists and they work for uh, games like Facebook games and um, there was projects on Farmville and uh, we were doing a lot of stuff for Zynga, and there were also projects which were happening on the 3D side for uh, a lot of like big console games for, for Microsoft and um, uh, Forza titles and stuff like that. And there I led a really small team of concept artists and 2D artists, and we started to grow as we got some good clients like Buya from, from US, and they were working on social games uh, called My Turn 2 and i was the art lead uh, working from india to uh, create lots of like assets for the for the mobile game i done to do. uh, and then i got to start my own company with a friend of mine in we had a company here in delhi and we operated for about a year and we grew from a two people team to 15 16 artists probably by the time i left from here and we were providing our services to um, client base from us and we did some projects for them the company's name was purblue and the projects were in the lines of this clash of clans kind of like social game with resource management and then afterwards i decided that let's let's probably try to see if we can move out from india and just see how the 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 culture is outside and maybe try our luck and uh, see if we can get some job in europe So one of these days, I just decided to apply at uh, some some companies and I applied at King. And King in Barcelona decided to uh, give me an opportunity and a chance. And they asked me to do some interviews. Uh, It went for really long um, because they have a very well-prepared and curated interview process and pipeline. And since I was from India and it wasn't really easy, so it took me about 8-10 months in order to get to King. Uh, okay. overall, a long period, like with the work permit approvals and stuff. Yeah. But finally, we've made it to King. And uh, we lived in Barcelona for about four years. Wow. And yeah. um, I worked at King for, for that period. And then uh, one of these days, an opportunity knocked by from Rovio from Helsinki. And Rovio was always a place I respected because of what they did for the industry with the game Uh, Angry Birds IP and everything. Mm -hmm. So I definitely wanted to go to them. And um, therefore we left from, uh, I left from King and we moved from Barcelona and we moved in Helsinki in 2018 probably, yeah. And um, I was the studio art director for um, the studio which was dedicated in working on strategy games. And um, the studio's name was Battle Studio. And we were working on some approachable Forex game as well as um, Angry Birds tennis title and all of uh, some some other prototype stuff. And I worked there at uh, Rovio for about two years. And um, then we had a baby actually. And uh, yeah, and it was the the high time of pandemic. And um, this was a bit difficult for us Uh, overall. Like we couldn't really enjoy the same experience. We could have had without the pandemic yeah. uh, but that was fine like it, it gave me the chance to be with my wife uh, for the whole time at home and to support her so that was a really nice thing to happen yeah once the baby happened we we thought how would it be if we come down back to our country and be with our family mm-hmm. and remotely work from here like just after the pandemic the culture was changing a lot worldwide like so many people and so many colleagues from from Rovio were coming back to their own country like in Spain and France and working from there oh okay and yeah yeah. And a lot of companies were opening up with this flexible model that, yeah, we support remote work and um, you could work from anywhere uh, kind of like thing. So we thought maybe this could be a new trend and I could be an artist sitting from anywhere and work for someone. And between all of this, um, Moon Active was a game company I was always um, respecting and following for the uh, the great amount of uh, um, art culture they have with the, with a the brilliant set of people and um, the, the, the game uh, Coinmaster Master was also one of the game I was very hooked to during pandemic and me and my wife and some friends from Helsinki kept playing it. So um, Moon Active was always in my radar and I decided like how should uh, how would it work if we decide to come back to India and work with Moon Active so the discussions happened uh, and uh, Moon Active decided to hire me. And we we mentioned that we would like to come back to India and work from there. Uh, and we all agreed. And uh, in April, in March, April, I, I came back here and I joined Moon Active, which has been about six, seven months for me now. And it's fantastic to, uh, work from here like we have our house here in the it's not such a big city in india it's like yep. a, a capital of a state but not as huge as metro cities like delhi or bombay sure. and we have our house here and uh, another of the building is where i have set up my own home office which is away from home and i work from here with all my setup and equipment and um coordination happens over on call and all and it's really fun to work for uh, work from here
0: uh, what for you makes uh a game art portfolio kind of immediately stand out of the crowd to you?
1: When I'm um, headhunting and I'm browsing through portfolios, that's a different thing because then the portfolio, the public portfolios and the candidates are supposed to make something on their website, which is meant for all kinds of jobs they can come across to. However, when there's an inbound application from someone, like when someone is sending an application to us, I really hope that that person, him or her, has curated The portfolio relevant to the position and the company they're applying to. So if I'm working at a casual game company, for example, a place like King, Supercell, Rovio, I would hope that people who are applying are sending their stuff relevant to the kind of games that we create, uh, equivalent to the skills of the the people we might have in our teams. So uh, those who really go through the projects which happen on those companies, Um, the kind of um, um, art style, the kind of mood, the kind of project people work on and then curate their portfolio custom and tailor-made according to those demands is is something which works Uh, because someone who is probably looking for something super uh, uh, realistic, for example, or uh, whatever might be amazing portfolio, but might not work for us because we are are trying to have a, a different kind of skill overall. And also, generally, some selection of best work is most important because uh, if you're sending a really huge portfolio, we are we don't have a lot of time to go through all of the stuff, and we receive a lot of applications and um, it's difficult to screen through and come across all of the work and also, if there's a disbalance uh, on on your pieces where you have some really weak pieces and it it start to bring some doubt into uh, into your um, into your capabilities so, I believe in sending a relevant portfolio as well as also the best of your work mm-hmm. and um, speaking of game related portfolios a lot of portfolios outside have finished results however in many of and it, it could be a personal choice like there could, there could be a different art director who prefers something else in my case I really like to go through work which demonstrate the process on how did you arrive at the final result so if you could include, What were your initial inspiration? Um, What were the 10 ideas that you sketched out? How did you finally like refine and refine and reach to the final end result? These like stages until the final product was received gives me a better glimpse of your process at work. And it's very important because the end result could even be something because of a, a collaboration of many different people. And you cannot know what exactly did you contribute to in that result. It could be also because of the model which someone else made, the coloring which someone else did, the art direction with an art director paint over who did. But if you could out from that end result extract out the part which your which was your work in the company that tells and this all comes from the process. Yeah. Um, additionally, the last thing I feel is um, And it's a symbol of professionalism uh, because when you're working for games, it's always a teamwork. Uh, In some cases, whenever you're working indie project, it could be your own baby, but in most of the cases, the art assets are a result of a team collaboration. Sure, and yeah. I love when people are really very well crediting who all collaborated on that work, mm-hmm. uh, mentioning their names. Like ArtStation has a beautiful feature where you could tag the tag the other artists which are part of the team. I'm sure Behance lets you do that too. And when you have portfolios on such website, I really like when someone is not entirely stealing away the credit of everyone and just putting the stuff in there. And it's difficult to spot what did you do? And instead, they're crediting on the other people and what they did uh, on, on that stuff.
0: What would you say is the three most common faults you see from junior artists' portfolios that have been sent to you and has kind of stopped them getting hired? three things. So yeah. one
1: of the first thing which I would say is uh, when the the portfolio is focusing a lot on the details, mm-hmm. uh, whereas it's very weak on fundamental and that's a very common mistake for big mm-hmm. We all go through that, like even when I was uh, starting my own career, I would probably focus a lot about polishing something, making things, higher, like adding all those details and yeah, shades sure. and stuff, whereas my, my main core backbone of the art uh, the main construction of character might have anatomical issues or problems and these are the places where uh, things fall apart and it tells you that you are uh, you are still learning and you're weak so obviously everyone goes through that part so it's unavoidable however the sooner you can recognize that you should stop wasting your energy on focusing on polishing with the final details and working on the micro level and mm-hmm. you focus more on, first of all, getting your main armature right would be the, the thing I would recommend. Uh, the other thing where um, like the junior artist portfolio doesn't work for uh, for us in most cases is when there is too much of fan art and um, okay, th- yeah. those kind of like pieces are very irrelevant Because in fan art, you are basically copying a final result from somewhere and uh, those designs are already good. You are making a sonic, uh, unless you are really breaking it and you are totally changing your own style and doing something else. However, I wish to see some some original stuff like fan art is good for Instagram to get likes, but uh, maybe not relevant for a professional capacity. Uh, The third thing would be how difficult someone's portfolio is to browse. And... That's not very common. However, it still happens. If you're using some portfolio website builder tools, like for example, ArtStation and all, they are all very well managed in order to explore through stuff. But in some cases, if you have your own website or for for example, you're sending a PDF or you're sending a zip file and they're hard to navigate, or if it's a showreel video and it's a 30 minute video where you have something rotating for five minutes before it goes to the next one. Yeah, yeah. These are painful experiences. Where it gets difficult. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm uh, like you. You would be surprised. There are sometimes moment where someone would send a password protected thing, and you have to think about okay. where is that password. <laughs> it's not not somewhere in the CV. Sure. It gets really hard. Yeah.
0: yeah. I can understand, especially when you're very busy and you have hundreds of applications to look through.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I was wondering as well, like looking at your, your artwork, I really love the, the energy to your work um, and the, the kind of vitality to it. And I know myself being an artist, it can be difficult to sustain that like um, on long, long periods of time. So I wanted to know, do you have any drawing exercises that have helped you keep and develop your work and keep it
1: fresh? I had a big shift on my rhythm with work when I started to go for life drawing and that happened when I was in Barcelona because Barcelona is a great hub for artists to go for life drawings and uh, so many organizers, lots of sessions. And once I started to go there, I had a very big shift from how much of energy was there in my, my drawings, like studying a model and then trying to read that pose and being really quick with them. So it broke from my process. And sometimes you just shut drawing a one minute, and you would only try to capture the main pose. So all of that started to give me the information into my brain, which even I wasn't consciously learning, but my brain on the backside was learning and observing on trying to capture the most important, crucial info on any design, uh, so that your work can remain flexible and fluid. So I think life drawing is quite a lot, helpful. Also, I follow Steven Silver a lot, a really popular character designer you might know from US. And he emphasizes on the aspect of story and how important it is compared to other details like the gesture or a costume and stuff like that. And the moment you start to think from this perspective of story and draw your art, then it breeds in another kind of like a new life to your work.
0: Yeah, it's interested to know as well. I read on your on your website that you have also been leading this sketch bomb. Is that correct for practicing uh, a drawing and coming up with the ideas?
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a club where we generally go out for sitting and interacting, meeting artists from the city, and also drawing. Uh, drawing is a part of it. It's mostly all about the artists meeting artists and interacting and making social friends. Apart from that. Uh, it's a nice place where you just sit and hang out and uh, draw a same topic between all the groups sitting over there. And you come across very different ideas, like everyone participated on the same topic and they made something very different compared to how you have been thinking or drawing. And it's a great way to see how how people think and draw.
0: I was also interested to know, um, are there any areas outside of, of games specifically that also spark your creative imagination?
1: Uh, movies for sure, because they, they come really close to games, uh, the animated movies and the visual development work that happens on it. Apart from it, uh, I go to board games a lot. Um, they have a big industry in themselves and uh, it really inspires me with the, with the physical design of some something that's not like a digital screen and you can in, still enjoy as a game and activity and play it. Um, apart from it, I also take a lot of interest in product design and uh, typography and app designs and stuff like that. So even a form of physical product, which is made with a uh, huge, great labor and uh, dedication, like a high-class product design from uh, something, as well as uh, some really cool websites, which have nice typography and all. They also somehow help me develop my taste about certain forms of art. And um, I-, I would say those are the things which uh, probably like, Help me spark um, my visualizations Mm -hmm. okay that makes sense
0: um what do you I was interested to know because obviously you work very hard being an art director there's a lot of obviously work in your portfolio as well what do you do to kind of relax and unwind when you're not working on on art
1: Mm. I read a lot and that's something which is quite common for most people Mm -hmm. I also play games. um, That's, again, related to the industry. Apart from it, um, I think I I try to maintain my work-life balance and uh, try to see if I could uh, do something different from not being an artist overall by sometimes cooking or spending time with the family.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah, basically that. (laughs) I was interested to know, what kind of books do you like to read? Is there any specific things or...?
1: I do read self-help books uh, mostly yep. because occasionally they help me fix my my getting things done uh, schedule and inspire me and there are stories about people. I also like to read biographies, really admire, uh, for example, people like Steve Jobs yeah. and um, also, I mean, uh, the unsung heroes and also there are a lot of people from India, for example, like there's a, a popular music director A.R. Rahman and okay. um, his. His way of looking at life really inspires me. So um, people like him.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. I was thinking because you've lived in uh, in several countries and worked as an art director there, um, how do you feel that living abroad has changed you as both an artist and a person?
1: So it changed me as a person where I got introduced to um, outlook of people being very different from mine with mm-hmm how they look at things and they look at world Mm -hmm. and how I just something as right and wrong could be different from someone else context based on their own background or their own understanding of things. So that brought me and widened my way of uh, like my whole telescope of looking at things. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I I learned a lot about work-life balance, which was something which was um, really pretty bad in my initial career days in India but uh, the moment I started to see that there are people who are really successful in their life and are contributing great at work but they're also at the same time really successful at their own personal life and that made me break from this uh, boundaries where I thought that in order to just to continue being a great at, at your professional level, you have to sacrifice a lot on your personal level. So it, it changed a lot and I started to respect work-life balance also afterward uh, after I went out from India. Um, apart from it, uh, when I was in India, most of my jobs were around uh, services because uh, we, we are generally like a market for providing outsourcing work to companies outside. So it was very service driven. And the moment I went out from here, and I worked on product companies, the mindset changed, and it was more about product. So you understood how things have to be thought from the perspective of making the right product compared to delivering good services. And that yeah. also helped me um, do my art in a different way.
0: What advice would you give someone who has kind of seen the perfect job and they feel they have the the right skills to apply for it in game game art? And they're kind of unsure about whether to take the leap from family and friends. What advice would you give them?
1: Obviously, if someone is bound by any family dependencies, that's a very different context. And um, since I have now started to respect things outside of work, someone who has some liabilities cannot do that. However, yeah. in, in other cases, I really encourage people and also to my friend circle from here yeah. to try and give this a chance where they could maybe relook at their life and see, can I go outside for about five, six years just to test things and see how things work because yeah. it really broadens your perspective when you go outside and your way of thinking and looking at life and um, Behaving and it, it makes you a better person. So it's a big trade off compared to sometime without your family and friends. And I really encourage people to do that if they could. Yeah, excellent.
0: I completely agree as well. From my, my experience, also from moving from UK to Finland, and I've been here now uh, 16 years, I, I never regret any minute of it. So it's the best decision Absolutely. I ever made. So. Absolutely.
1: And <laughs> yeah. also, uh, I'm sure you might agree as well. Mm. Um, it also teaches you on how to break from your comfort zone because you are exactly. um, going to a new place and it, yeah. it's like a totally new slate for you. Mm. You have to figure out how supermarket work, how to yeah. get your grocery to whatever mm. and mm. You, you change your and uh, there are new challenges posed to you on how, how to mm. live. Um, yeah. So that breaks your um, way of how you are comfortable in your certain way. Yeah. and it, it really helps you to be more courageous maybe.
0: Do you have any last words of wisdom for kind of passionate artists who want to get their first break in games industry?
1: There are some friends of mine who are working from other industries like from uh, animation or illustration and they do mention sometimes that they want to get into games. And I, the first question I ask is whether do you play games and do you uh, admire games? Because that's something that is most important. You cannot yeah. work in this industry without uh, being a passionate gamer for yourself. Obviously, there are many people who manage to do that. Um, but it definitely helps if you are um, curious and passionate and being a gamer yourself. Um, so, And that's okay if someone is not playing games. But if they want to get into games, I highly re- recommend them to games so that they can even distinguish and identify what kind of game track they want to go to. Like, are they getting interested into story based games? Or is it more about like a real casual game that appeals to them? Or, or else like indie games, and then they should start curating their portfolio according to the, uh, the kind of games that they like to work on. And um, then start really developing your portfolio pieces because there are a lot of people who are making character designs in general still want to work for games. I I tell them that, yeah, character designer is great, like being what, but in order to suit your work for games, you have to even make your portfolio come across that it's functional for games uh, and uh, making your pieces according to the the genre of games you're going to make your art for.
0: Well, I want to say a big thank you, Shiraj for for joining us on the podcast today and uh, sharing a words of wisdom. it's I'm sure it's going to help a lot of artists out there.
1: Thanks a lot, Nicholas. It was great to be here.